Hello, welcome to my podcast. My name is Tommy Rotimi. You already know who I am. I run a fashion label here in Nigeria called Exclamations. I've been running this brand now for the past 17 years almost. So I think I know a thing or two. So it's another Thursday and that means another podcast. And today's episode is called um, Targeting. Targeting. You know, as fashion entrepreneurs, one of the cardinal rules to success is targeting the ideal customer. You know, we we hammer on this all the time. We talk about this all the time. You need to define who your ideal customer is and then you need to target her. But I find that um, a lot of people seem to kind of have an idea who their ideal customer is and if you have already done my online course you know that this is a big part of the course you know it's the very first module identifying the ideal customer so a lot of you have actually gone through the process of identifying who this person is and that is huge in fact if you haven't done that exercise consciously or unconsciously it's something you must do if you are going to be successful in fashion in retail or i dare say in any kind of business venture knowing who your business is built to serve is the first and possibly the most important thing when it comes to creating a plan for um, running your business but then there's another leg to this it's targeting now you're supposed to target this person now now that you know who she is in the large sea and pool of customers and even large sea and pool of vendors that she could buy from how does she hear you and how do you reach her how do you get her attention this is what businesses live for irrespective of how old or young a brand is or when you started when what age you started in whether it's in the social media age or back in the age of um, glosses or tv commercials it doesn't matter it really really doesn't matter what is important is that your ideal customers, your target market, what is important is that they hear you, they see you, and they're attracted to you. So that is really what this podcast is about. Clearly, this is such a wide, deep topic that we can't really convey the entire message in this um, brief podcast, but I'm hoping that it will get you thinking and it will begin to um, open your mind and your eyes to seeing the opportunities that you can take um, or strategies you can even create to reach your ideal customer and to make you, you know, top of mind for her. So let's go right into it. Number one, the very first thing you need to consider if you're trying to target the ideal customer, after, of course, you have described her, defined her, you know, I'm just going to go on a limb and say you guys didn't really need to take the online course and take that first module. It is so important in every single thing that you do and particularly when it comes to trying to target the ideal customer. So if you've gone ahead and you have done all of that, the first thing you must do, which is very obvious, but I see a lot of designers miss this so badly, is designing. You have to design for her. Now, this is important because... It would be such 
a sad case. If you make all this noise, get her attention. She comes to you and then finds out that the products that you have are not even available, you know, in her style or in her preference. And that's because you haven't been deliberate to design things for her. Now, the first rule of design for me that has worked for me in the last 17 years, um, particularly even more so in the last five years, is designing pieces that I am passionate about, you know, putting myself you know, ask that ideal customer first and foremost. Some people might argue that this doesn't work, but this has worked for me because I think when you design what you love, that passion seeps through and that passion is seen throughout every single thing you do because you truly believe in your product. So the very first thing you need to do is design for her and to make sure that those designs reflect the needs, the lifestyle and um, the preferences of this ideal customer so that when she does get to see these pieces she can have a connection with them now the reason why this is not an obvious step for most designers is because many of you are designing for money you are designing for trend you are designing for likes you are designing for followers you are not necessarily designing for shadi if you've taken your online course you know shadi uh, represents who your ideal customer is you are not designing for shade. You are designing for likes, for followers, for money, for trends, for acceptability. This is this will not get you very far. It might take you, you know, away in the game. But if you are in this for the marathon, if you are in this for the long haul, you need to begin to commit to designing pieces you love for the people you are targeting them for. It is so important, you know. So. Um, Remember that your designs have to be true to your target market. And more importantly, your designs have to be the loves of your life. You need to love the pieces you're designing. And that way you are able to stand by your designs, use your design yourself, and more importantly, market them passionately. Very important. Number two, you have to consider how you plan to acquire these new customers. Where are they? What platforms are you using? Again, I see this... Um, problem when I you know when people are trying to create a marketing plan you know if you have designed your ideal customer again guys you can't go away from this one you can't run away from it you have to do this if you have designed this sorry described and defined who your ideal customer is then you need to consider how you would acquire her if you're considering how you acquire her then you have to consider where she's at so what platforms does she um does she, do you, will you find her on, you know, depending on who your ideal customers are, you know, who has her eyes and her mind right now, who has gotten her attention already, those platforms that already have her eyes and mind and her attention, those are the platforms that you can acquire her from, you know, so don't make a mistake of going to platforms because they have the numbers. The numbers may not ref reflect your ideal customer. The numbers just reflect the fact that these people have a crowd. And you know, some platforms are just there for the crowd, you know, which is fine for them. But for you, the quality 
of your acquisition is so much more important than the quantity. Like I'm all about, you know, those 10, 15 people who will become lifelong customers than those 100 people who will just be followers that like my pictures, but don't convert to customers or more importantly, don't convert to fans of the brand. You know, you need to find the platforms that already have your ideal customers, eyes, mind, and attention and those are the platforms that you're going to go to so if you're trying to choose for instance i'm just going to give random examples right now if you're trying to choose between you know um you know marketing your pieces on bella niger or marketing your pieces on style me africa just random ex- you know random examples here you know make your decision based on where you believe your ideal customer visits you know which of these platforms you know, gets her attention the most. You might find that it's both platforms, but that's fine. But if you're on a budget and you're trying to make these calls, then look, you know, scientifically, look for where your customers already um, already play, you know, which platforms already have their attention, their eyes, and their minds. And those are the places that you go to acquire customers. Number two, you have to, con- number three, sorry, you have to consider your styling. You know, I realized this even much more so in my last campaign. If you follow me on Instagram and my Instagram handle for my business is simply exclamations, exclamations with an X, of course. Um, We just launched a campaign called Boss Shades and we styled some classic pieces in the way that we feel our ideal customer can identify with or that would get her attention at least, that would tickle her fancy, that would make her excited. Even if she wouldn't necessarily style them that way, the way we style them are in ways we feel will get her attention and will attract the kind of people that we want to serve. You know, we're very deliberate about styling these pieces in the way that we feel that the ideal customer we are trying to target with this campaign can identify with. Now, each of these pieces on their own is really ordinary, you know, ordinary in the sense that anybody really can wear them. Anybody can, you know, can identify with them to an extent. But we are being very deliberate at the people that we are trying to attract to the collection, but more importantly, to the brand as a whole. So that is what I need you to do. When you are marketing your pieces, consider how you style them. You know, you can style um, a simple Ankara jumpsuit in such a way that the ideal, it, I, I, um, it appeals to a young demographic. You can style that same piece on its own in such a way that it will appeal to an older demographic. You can style it in such a way that it appeals to a personality type, somebody who is a little bit more adventurous than maybe somebody who is a little bit more conservative. You have to consider that. Don't just put your pieces out there and just say, oh, okay, you know what I mean? It's a nice piece. Everybody can identify with it, so I put it out there. No. Style it deliberately in such a way that it attracts the people that you're trying to get their attention. Do not waste any time. Don't waste time putting content out there, putting yourself out there if you're not going to be deliberate. Like, that's such a waste of space. Everything you do must be intentional, right? The more intentional you are, the louder your call to Shadi or to who your ideal customer is. All right. Um, um, number four now, I believe. Your collaborations and your associations, very important. 
very important i'm not telling you to put your nose in the air and say oh um i don't want to be seen with this person no you're not we're not in high school anymore we're not doing that you can't sit with us thing no that's not what this is about collaborations and associations is still all about being deliberate about getting the attention of your ideal customer now one of the powerful things about collaborations is that it allows you to leverage on the platforms of another brand who is already targeting your ideal customer. It allows you, you know, to um, say to their own following that, you know, if you like them, you like us as well. That's what collaborations and associations are. But, you know, again, I find strange bedfellows all the time, you know. Brands that have no customer, um, targeting targeted customers in common. You know, you don't have these customers in common, yet you're associating with the brand for whatever for whatever reason. Some people do this because, again, they notice that this collaborator or this person they're collaborating has a lot of following, has a huge following. So they're trying to piggyback on their following, not considering if their following is right for you. The worst thing you want to do is invest time, money, or even just social media space, attracting the wrong people now you have this following you know which is good for the numbers everybody sees that you have 250 followers but what's the quality of these people in terms of your brand and how you can convert them to um, buying customers what's the quality so when you are considering collaborations always consider what you guys have in common if you're speaking the same language but more importantly if you are attracting the same type of people like that is number that's number one rule of collaboration are you attracting the same kind of people you know do you have the same values let me tell you something a bad vibe bad values bad brand message will rub off on you faster than a good one will you know it will rub on for you so badly. So you need to be careful, you know. I am very, very particular about the brands I associate with. And that's not to say that I don't think other brands are great. But I'm very particular about um, associating with brands that share my value. And more importantly, are speaking to the same audience that I am trying to attract. So that's very important. The very last point in... Um, this targeting I'm talking about is pricing. Pricing. Um, pricing is important too. A lot of people don't realize that pricing is also another way of targeting your ideal customer. I've learned this the hard way and I've also benefited from this as well. Now, if you are trying to, for instance, um, position your brand to be a mass market brand, if you're trying to position your brand to be a luxury brand, if you're trying to position your brand to be a premium brand, whatever, you know, your pricing is the number one factor that will reflect this. You know, I see a lot of people throw the word affordable luxury around the place. And, you know, I understand where they're going with that, but there's almost no such thing. Luxury in itself is exclusive. Luxury in by definition is expensive. You know, there are people in the luxury space that will not touch your product if it doesn't, if it's not priced luxury. Like for them, pricing reflects quality. Pricing reflects status. Pricing reflects so much more than just the price tag. 
right? Or than the value of the piece in terms of its, um, the value of the leather or the value of the fabric, right? It's so much more than just the cost of production to the luxury buyer. You know what I mean? Obviously, there are other things that go into creating a luxury product beyond the price. You know, the experience also goes along with it. But you need to be careful. Please, if you're targeting your customer, you need to know that your shade, your ideal customer, is already um, wired to pay a certain price. There's a price point she's already exposed to and she's comfortable with. Whether if your price is significantly lower or significantly higher than that, she begins to question your pricing and your product. So you need to do your homework and find what's the nice fine middle that your product is priced in that allows your customer to know that this product is for you. People try to run away from pricing a lot and, you know, you can't run away from it. You need to price your product right to attract the right people. It's as simple as that. But you need to realize that there's so many other things that justify your pricing, high or low, that also attracts your customer and makes acquiring her a little bit easier. So that's it. That is all for today. I hope this has helped. I always hope that these podcasts help you. And if they help you, please don't be selfish. Please share this podcast with other people within your network or people that you know will need to hear these episodes. Thank you so very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye.